Up next, Sheriff Mark Lamb of Pinal County, Arizona, on why this defund the police is absolutely nuts. Welcome to another Real American Heroes special edition. I'm Oliver North. Our guest today is Sheriff Mark Lamb of Pinal County, Arizona. Sheriff Lamb's been the sheriff in Pinal County since 2016. Before becoming sheriff, he served as a highly decorated police officer, winning awards like Rookie, Police Officer, and Detective of the Year. Sheriff Lamb also served on the SWAT team, taking down some of the roughest gangs in Arizona. And in his downtime, which is rare, you can see Sheriff Lamb hosting the hit TV show, Live PD. God bless you, brother. Thanks for taking time. I love that hat. Is it a Stetson? Ah, thank you. No, it's actually a Justin. God made by Milano you. hats out of Texas. It's a, it's a great looking hat. It really is. Look, Thank Sheriff, you. there's a lot of talk today about defunding the police. What would that mean for law enforcement in Arizona and counties like yours on our border? First of all, it's a ridiculous concept to defund the police. You know, I had a community meeting a few weeks ago with a lot of our black, Hispanic and other leadership in our community. I brought that very same subject up when it was really a hot topic. And even everybody in that meeting said that was a ridiculous concept. You cannot defund the police. And if you really want to get down to brass tacks, defunding the police has been going on for a long time already. We've eliminated school resource officers. There's so many different things about police work that we don't have that we used to have. So a lot of that has already gone on. Now, if you want to talk about maybe doing the job better and looking for ways that we can connect with our community more, I'm 100% open to that. But defunding the police, this is a sales tactic. I learned in sales long ago. If you want somebody to, let's say I want you to end up at 500, I'm gonna start you at 1,000 or maybe higher. And then when you end up at 500, it's where I wanted you and you feel like you gave me a good deal too. So we've gotta be very careful. This is clearly the left pushing for uh, one of their agenda items, which is to defund the police. And it's just not, it's not probable, it's not pragmatic and it's not responsible. Look, uh just listening to what you're talking about and what you're saying, it's, there's, a, there's a big call that you hear all the time about more community policing. Obviously, you've done something that bridges that gap between law enforcement and the community. Can you share some of that so that some of the officers listening to this will learn how to do it? Yeah, you know, I've been one that has thought outside the box a lot. Here in Arizona, a lot of these guys endearingly, I hope, refer to me as Sheriff Hollywood um, because I've not, I'm... I'm not afraid to take chances. You know, we took on the live PD thing. I thought that was really good for not just recruiting, but it was really good for community relations. We uh, did a show called 60 Days In where we showed the inside of our jail and that took, you know, some guts to be able to open up like that. Um, one of the big things that I'm most proud of is I started a program a, a little over a year and a half ago now called my Sheriff's Redirection Program where I saw these youth getting charged for possession of marijuana and different things. And it was creating bad feelings between law enforcement and the youth. And it was sending a message to those youth that they were bad kids. And it made making a bad decision after that much easier. So what we did is we created this program that I personally go in and teach. We do four classes, goal setting and planning, digital media, social media, sexting, the dangers of it. We talk about drugs and alcohol, and then we do a career night. I've brought in the military recruiters. Um, I've had a lot of different businessmen, people who've been to pr prison. And what we've done with that program is we've given them an opportunity to get out from underneath those charges as if it never happened. And we create a good relationship between law enforcement and our youth. 
Since then, none of the kids that have gone through my program and completed it successfully have reoffended. Not a single one of them. And there's been over 100 kids go through that program. So it's programs like this and other programs that we do in our community that are going to change how our community views us in law enforcement. And I, I would love to see more law enforcement agencies across this country take on that mantle of community relations. Look, President Trump was just down on the, on the Arizona border. Uh, he was very proud of the fact that he's completed another milestone on the, on the wall. Have you seen a difference in border security issues since he's been in office? Absolutely. Yeah, when we first came in, um, I took office just a month before he did. I came in on January 1st. I think his was January 17th. Um, we saw a real push, and we're a 287G jail, which means that our jail works with ICE. That means if anybody comes in is charged with a crime in Arizona, then we report them to ICE, and then when they're done with their charges here in Arizona, then ICE comes and picks them up. Um, so we have a lot of different media outlets coming to talk to us about you know border security and all the different things for the first year, and we have absolutely seen a huge reduction in the amount of trafficking that we've seen in the past years compared to before President Trump took office. Um, it has been a tremendous help to us. Now, where we are logistically, we have a Native American reservation on the south end of our county that actually runs into Mexico. So this is something that we will most likely here in Pinal County always face. No matter what you do, no matter how many miles of wall you will build, it will basically funnel more and more into our area and into our county. So we're cognizant of that, and we're thankful for the federal government for their help they've given us, the increased amount of federal funds that we've seen. Um, yeah, it's been a tremendous success, and we've seen a huge reduction in human trafficking and drug trafficking. Now, having said that, it still exists, and that's what my job is to make sure that as we get into this election year that people still understand we have a problem and we need to continue to secure our borders and protect America. Uh, the networks are now canceling shows like Cops and uh, Live PD, uh, which always struck me as a, a great recruiting tool. Isn't it going to be more difficult to recruit good cops and deputy sheriffs or law enforcement in general without shows like that? Absolutely. It's going to be harder to recruit with what we've seen recently with the amount of, of media coverage trying to tear away at our police forces and our communities. That in and of itself is going to make it difficult. Losing live PD will be critical for that. I mean, we saw a huge increase in, in a, the amount of people that wanted to work here, whether it was lateral officers, people who were already police officers other, other places, or new officers coming to work here. And uh, we're afraid that that's going to make our job much, much harder. It was already hard. Like, I equate it to this. What, what, what recruiting's like is like we're all fishing from the same muddy pond, and most of what we're pulling out is carp and... Uh, and uh, bad fish there's very little bass left and we're all fishing from that same little pond well that pond just got murkier and smaller so <laughs> hopefully uh, we're going to be able to find more creative ways to continue to be able to recruit uh, because recruiting will be hard and it's a sad thing that we lost that i'm disappointed yeah we've got snakeheads up here i mean it's yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right look at you've just tested positive for covid19 and i did you want to you want to share with us why how? Yeah, so I had a, you know, I did, I'm, I'm, I'm campaigning. I don't have an opponent, but I believe in hard work and I believe in branding. And you continue to show the people that you're grateful for the opportunity to serve them as the sheriff. So I've still been doing some campaigning. Um, I had a yard sign and I 
put it out for yard, a yard sign request. And in 48 hours, I had over 800 requests. And so uh, we decided to do it different. We decided to have people come pick it up. So a week or so ago, I had one of those. A lot of people showed up. Well, somewhere during that day, I actually contracted COVID-19 from one of the people that came to the event. Uh, two days later, I was at the White House, or three days later, I got tested before going out to the Rose Garden to see the president, and I tested positive. They tested me again. I tested positive again, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to be with the president when he signed that executive order. Uh, I had to drive 35 hours home back to Arizona from Washington, <laughs> D.C., uh, mind you, uh, while having COVID. Uh, but I'm back home. I'm back in quarantine. I'm feeling good. And um, I'm looking forward to getting out of this quarantine, that's for sure. Well, I, I hope you do soon. I, the idea of a sheriff showing up wearing a mask is just, it's like walking into a bank wearing a mask and rubber gloves. <laughs> just doesn't, it doesn't compute very well up here. Look. But no, it doesn't go over very well down here either. <laughs> like 50 years from now, when my great-grandkids are studying about this extraordinary time in history, what do you want them to know about what you did? Because it is an extraordinary time in history. You know, I love that question. And I think that's if more of us reflected upon that same question, how do we want to be remembered? How do we want our family to remember us? I'll tell you what, I want to be remembered as a patriot, somebody who loved this country, somebody who loved the Constitution, freedom, and what America stands for, and the true American spirit. And that is why I ran for office, and that's why I continue to fight. It's not easy. And in this day and age with uh, you know, the, the COVID and with the way that people are looking at police officers and trying to tear us down, even more so, we need good, strong patriots who love and cherish freedom to be able to save this Constitution. I got a newsflash for everybody listening out there. The Constitution will not be saved in Washington. It'll be saved by enlightened men and women of this country, people who love and cherish freedom. And if I want to be known as one thing, I want to be known as a patriot who fought valiantly to preserve the freedoms that we, we enjoy in this country. God bless you, brother. Sheriff Land, thank you for making time to be with us today. And I know you don't feel badly, but I hope you're over this quarantine as soon as possible. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. And I appreciate speaking with you and for all you've done for America and uh, for, yeah, for what you continue to do. God bless you. And you too, brother. Thank you. Folks, Thank if you. this broadcast has been informative, helpful, or encouraging, take time to subscribe and let me know how these unprecedented events have affected you and yours. By doing so, you too can become part of this historical record of how America persevered and once again prospered. Until next time. Remember, Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life.